Yeah, not that many people use it. But I don't know if we're trying to, if we're trying to talk a little bit of shit, then maybe we'll be okay. <laughs> Alright, should we start the show? Let's do it. Alright, well, on that note. Welcome back to another rousing edition of Shut Up Stein and It's Your Boy Stein doing the thing that I do. I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Toast. Uh, how we doing, Toast? You had some car trouble? Uh, I just had a flat tire, you know, but I watched my fair share of NASCAR, so I was back on the road. Wow. Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah, let, me tell you, let me tell you this, Toast. Not only have I never changed a tire, I don't know how to change a tire, but that's why God invented YouTube, so I feel like I could probably figure it out. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. You're, going, you're in a lot of trouble in the box. Well, it's already upon us. And I, I'm, I'm like the definition of what angry right-wing pundits refer to when they refer to millennials. So I know, I know who I am, and I just live to it. Yep, it's bad. It's not good. Not bad. Not good. Not good. Not a good guy to be. Uh. Anyway, uh, let's get into talking about what we're going to be talking about today. Um. If you watched last episode, you'll remember that I said I was going to post a poll, and I totally didn't post the poll, and that's my bad. Um, but it's cool because we have two awesome guests here today uh, to talk a little bit of shit, to talk a little bit of hit, and to talk a little bit of whiffs. So why don't we just get right into introducing them. First up, we have Babs of Big Flies. Babs, how you doing, pal? Excellent. How are you guys? I'm great. Doing great. Doing great. Fantastic. Hey, I'm just proud of you for mowing your damn lawn for the first time, Stein. I did. For those of you who do not know, I, for the very first time at the age of 30, mowed a lawn. I did it with a push mower. Not bad. It didn't come out bad. Listen, I'm learning. I gotta, I gotta take some doors off at the new house tomorrow. Uh, uh, we're making it happen. It's fine. Everything's we'll fine. By the end of the year, you can go to the DMV and get them to change your sex to male. Let's, let's, have, let's keep our fingers crossed. I've actually been back and forth through the DMV because I had to change my address, but uh, I forgot about that, so I should probably get that done. So, Babs, t- tell us a little bit about who you are in the WIF world, uh, both not not only just now, but kind of how you got your start and how you got your footing in the WIF world. Oh, man. Uh, that goes way back to 2005 um, when we first started playing competitively with the uh, Chico Bamboos. You know, synonymous Cinderella story, I guess. But uh, back then, I had an idea for a wood bat, and uh, you know, we're now 2020, and uh, we have two different models that are out there. Uh, the big flies is the fast pitch model, and we've moved in a new direction of yard ball, and we've put out the lumberjack and i'm excited to say that we have a third model in the works wow also also a yard ball uh bat but um just a different option so things are going really well um you know we were able to sponsor a tournament uh for golf and i worked with uh food man and, and rob and and that went over really well and thankfully uh with ben Last uh, October, I was able to go back to the competitive scene and play with him on Anarchy. Um, so I'm a player too. So, you know, it, it's what we're doing encompasses everything. You know, I, I just love this fucking game. <laughs> yeah, man. You know? Yeah, and I, I think. I think people are uh, glad that they've got a guy who makes bats who is uh, responsive and timely, but we, we can talk about that in a minute. Uh, you sure. mentioned you mentioned Anarchy, and I think that that's a good time to introduce our second guest, huh? 
Absolutely. So, without any further ado, uh, Ben, you care to introduce yourself to the people? Hello, uh, I'm Ben, also known as the uh, 18-year-old in denim jackets walking around with a camera, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, uh, th- thank you to Stein for having me on, of course. I'm, I'm glad to be uh, a guest instead of um, a host for once. That's exciting, but... Most of you guys have probably heard of me or heard me talk uh, from YouTube, from my YouTube channel, Whiffle Statement, or you may have seen me at Fast Plastic, where I played uh, the past two years, and of course, as Babs just said, on Anarchy last year, we got to play together, which was an absolute blast, but yes, most of you, if you if you have heard of me, you probably know me for my video work. Yeah, Wiffle Statement was, I think, I remember when it first came out, I was like, who's doing this? I thought it might have been um, Ethan Weiner. I thought it might have been, like, Ben Stan, and then we found out that it was some kid named Ben, and we were like, who? So, it's good that you're getting your feet wet in the community. Everybody loves to see that uh, all day and all night. I know uh, I was just going to add on to what Babs was saying. Not only is he sponsoring a tournament, but he's sponsoring a team this year, too. Wow. A championship team, too, and that. So. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the enemy is in a lot of trouble now since they got who they got. Guy has no patch. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's, a, that's, that's an early start. That's an early start, and I like it. Let's start talking about sponsorships and, and how that works. So, Babs, can you, in under three minutes, can you walk me through the process that you go through when someone comes up to you and they're like, hey, I want you to sponsor a tournament or a team or an event, or I want you to make me a bat. Not not like as, a, as someone who sells bats, but someone who is approached and they say, I want you to sponsor. What's that look like on your end? Well, you know, first it's the consideration of who you are, what you're about, you know, in the game of wiffle ball, mm-hmm. um, or let's just call it whiff, because we all know it's different than just your lazy backyard game um but when said persons or person comes to me and says hey can you do a bat can you do this i'm i mostly give no take because i love the game so um if you do right and you know you're honest and upfront with me about um the bats I always want to say product, but I hate saying that because it's not a product. It's it's mm. a bat, mm. you know. Um, I'm trying to be the best for everybody, um, you know. But again, back to the sponsorships, you know, it's a very limited market in WIF. If you get the names behind what you're doing that people are familiar with and know the game then it's a win-win so um it's not a monetary thing Mm -hmm. um you know because aside from my wife and my pops we're pretty much a one-man show you know yeah Um, your wife does the designs right yeah she does the designs Mm -hmm. uh she did my original design of uh what my daughter's named crush is the bat (laughs) And, uh, yeah, she's been able to do a few for Toast. She's working on another one, but uh, that's for another time, Toast. (laughs) Yeah. The secret reveal. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, my dad, you know, being the brains and, and, 
you know, him and I are milling the wood together and, you know, it's a whole process. So, you know, I take that process and I say, okay, who's who's legitimate to represent my process? Yeah. Speaking of bats, uh, so it, it sounds like when you when you put on your, I, I don't want to say salesman cap, but like, you know, when you put on your business hat, much like in the way that when you're trying to recruit someone to play in a tournament, you're, you're selling yourself here. Um, now we know that aside from modifying your own bats, there is one other big bat manufacturer in the business and that's moonshot now we've all swung both of those bats right we've all swung a moonshot we've all swung a big fly i've never swung a lumberjack i'll say that but we've all oh, swung oh. at least the fast pitch stuff right ben you swung one of those i, I actually own one there you go yeah i own a, i own a lot of bats <laughs> so here's question number one gotcha who's got the better bat is it babs or is it jared sorry jared of moonshot Who, who's making the better moonshot. bat right now Moonshot. Really? I'll, I'll tell you straight up. I'm not in competition with anybody but myself and to give a better option and for players, um, you know, unfortunately those bats are costly, but if you're going to pay the money for a mm. bat like that, it should perform as well as it does or better. Yeah. Um, well, Moonshot, much like much like other bats, I mean, if you think about like the Loco bat, if you think about um, the Ripken bat, uh, the Moonshot, their earlier designs were their best designs. If you talk to people who have bought bats in the past year or two, they go soft in one season. They shatter in half a season. So I don't know if the material has changed or exactly what's going on here, but it sounds like the heyday of Moonshot was, you know, five years ago. So I, I, I don't know if, I don't know if that, well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this right now. Because Moonshot performs at such a level, that inspires me to make my bats better. Hmm. And they're getting better and better and better because I'm not happy. I'm not happy with something and then, oh, we're moving on. We're going to do something different. Mm -hmm. you know, I offer you. I offer three different styles of bat, two right now. And Toast, you and I have talked about this many a times. I'm not fucking cutting corners. I'm doing the same thing that I'm doing for person one, person two, all the way through. It's it's a dedication thing. I feel as if I owe that to the game. Well, you love to see that. You really do. When someone orders a bat from me, I don't want to text. I don't want messenger. Call me on the fucking phone because I want to know who you are. I want to know why you're coming to me and why you're excited <laughs> about something so I can turn it into something that you want. Okay, Boomer, phone only. <laughs> hey, hey, that's what you call customer service right there. That was like a PSA <laughs> announcement. Uh, I, I, think, I think the main... there's There's... A couple of differences between the two, but what I've noticed is when I swing a big fly, I have to swing it like it's a baseball bat, whereas with a moonshot, you can just kind of flick your wrist out there. Now, here's what I've heard about the medium pitch bats. I've heard, and I'd say I've heard this from four, maybe even five people, that in terms of pop, there doesn't seem to be much of a difference between a moonshot and a lumberjack, and the lumberjack won't break on you. So there's the case for the lumberjack medium pitch, and fast pitch, they're surprisingly light. 
for for the, them being made out of wood, they're not that much heavier than like a loco, for example. Uh, right. Well, and there's I no know. there's no drag. The bat is slightly heavier, but there's no drag at all. So Stein, I'm a, you have I'm to take fan. into consideration that a, a lot a lot of people out there are stronger than you, so that bat really isn't that heavy. No, it's not heavy. It's, I mean, I'm just saying that when you swing it, you have to provide the power, whereas with the moonshot, you can stick that bat out and it will fly off the bat. Uh, yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. And, and to me, to me, if I'm on the bump and I'm throwing to you, and I throw a fucking sick pitch, and you flip one out of the yard because you took a shitty swing and the bat allowed mm-hmm. you to do it, mm-hmm. there's nothing that pisses me off more than bullshit hits. My first ever hit was the bullshittiest hit you've ever seen. I'd swung at it like a 10-year-old. Uh, did not look good, but wouldn't took it out. Um, and then, you know, over time you learn how to swing. So I would say, and you know, if we're gonna talk shit, let's talk shit, I would say that the moonshot from fast pitch, from a fast pitch standpoint, it's like, I would call it like a noob cannon. If you ever played Counter-Strike, like it's it's for new players. If they see it, they think it's cool. You don't need a lot of, you don't need a good swing to get a ball out. Um, so in my opinion, I mean, there are better bats out there than the moon. For example, the Nerf bat is the best. So if you're swinging a moonshot, that tells me that you might not have a lot of confidence in your ability to actually drive the ball. It's uh, a nice take, different take. I was saying kind of the same thing for Yara too, you know, I mean, we're, we're already throwing the ball, what, 45, 50 miles an hour? Why do you need a ball that would just, I mean, why do you need a bat that would just launch a ball anyways? Mm-hmm. Like, the whole point of yard is like a small ball kind of feel. Yeah. You need a lot more fielding. I mean, if you hit it, you need to earn the home run. I mean, people are lobbing the balls up there. There's no reason to have some bat that's just going to hit it 200 yard, like, for no reason. You want to see them in the field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, but what what drives guys to love hitting? It's hitting the long ball. It's hitting the big flies. It's hitting the moonshot, you know? Um, that's true. I have seen moonshots do some crazy things. Woof, I've seen the ball go 200, 210 feet, really far shots. And you don't get that with any other bat, but I oh, think... Bullshit. I've hit, I've hit a ball 200 feet with my big flies. There you go. You're a giant, you're a giant person, though. Yeah, that's true. You are a big boy, Babs. You are a big boy. Right. If you hit a yellow bat just right, mm-hmm. the fucking ball flies off of it. So it's like, whatever. You know, whatever you're using, if you hit it right, you hit it right, it's gone. I got, you know, from that indoor tournament, I got amazing feedback. And I was actually flattered because Danny Lanigan came back and said, this bat is high caliber. And from Danny Lanigan, to me, that was like, I mean, I don't even know what to mm. tell you. Because he he's definitely straight up, to the point type <laughs> yeah. of guy. Got the experience. And when he told me that, I was like, okay, we're on the right track here. Yep, say what you want about Dan Lanigan. The guy knows whiffs. The guy's got a, yeah, be- a beautiful whiff Dan. mind. Beautiful whiff mind. Um, he's been there for centuries. Oh, t- centuries. 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 Sick. So, you know, something like that, I take that and I grow. I think that's another thing that people were really frustrated with about moonshots. The bat would break frequently. And then, you know, they'd they'd be like, hey, I bought this bat a month ago and it broke. And then you'd hear, oh, well, you know, I'll give you another one half price. uh, And then it would take three months to get there. So that's something that we don't get with you. I mean, when I ordered mine, now I, I mentioned that I wanted one in like October and then like, 
you followed up with me twice, and then finally in January, I was like, all right, I want it. And it was there in like two or three weeks. It was crazy. It was so fast. So, Babs, we know you're out there in California. Ben, I don't even know where you live, guy. Where are you at? <laughs> uh, you know, um, if you want to count it as part of America, I call it Louisiana. It's kind of its own separate little entity. Oh, you're out in the bayou. Yeah. Way out in the bayou. What part of Louisiana? Um, the closest landmark you might rec- recognize would be Lafayette. So oh, okay. Yeah, I just I just took my first trip down to New Orleans uh, this past summer. It was a nice place. It was hot, hot. Yeah. How you like how you like lit- the litter capital of the world? It was. I mean, I'm from New Jersey. So it, I was oh, like, okay. I was like, oh, this is just like slightly hotter, slightly more humid New Jersey. But with yep. better food. With better food. Everything was so goddamn decadent there, man. I couldn't like, <laughs> I'd go there, I'd be like, let me get some breakfast. And they're like, all right, do you want your tomatoes deep fried or pan fried? And I was like, oh, can I get a smoothie or something like that? Like it was rough. All right. So you're out in Louisiana. Um, how how did you get turned on to whips? Like, what was the first thing that you saw that you were like, "Ooh, I need to be a part of this"? Um, let's see. The first original, the first I didn't know not know what wiffle ball was at all until I was about say 12, 13. Mm-hmm. and I had a I had an idea, you know, I guess as most twelve year olds do, to do like the classic sandlot thing and try to play baseball in my backyard with a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't go too well whenever you can't get uh, five people to show up. And uh, my dad was like, hey, you should try wiffle ball. And the question everyone asks is, what's that? And about a five-minute explanation and then a couple YouTube searches. And, um, yeah, I was was pretty hooked from there. And then I would say, you know, getting a little older. I think the first – no, I remember the first uh, pro wiffle ball video I ever saw was on Golden Sticks channel. And you guys probably know what I'm talking about. It was called – so you play wiffle ball with that dropkick Murphy song. It's like a minute long. Of course. Yeah. And then I saw that and I was like, hey, I'm done with baseball. Let's just play wiffle ball from now on. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. saw that video. I think I was 19 when I saw that. And I was like, who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> and then who That's knew the one day I would be the pariah of that very group. It's It's a beautiful thing the way that life works. Indeed, indeed. So, so is there is there whips out there in Louisiana, or do you have to travel like Toast and myself? There's whips. As far as competitive organized whips, the only thing in Louisiana is my league, mm. which um, we had an unfortunate stint last year. Uh, had a hurricane come through here, um, and then on top of that, just a bad storm of guys leaving for college, mm-hmm. uh, jobs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this year we're coming back and we're kind of doing a different format in the style of MAW, for example, kind of a a tournament format with established teams. Mm -hmm. So we'll be starting as of now, planning on still starting in April. So that's about as far as it it goes in the state of Louisiana organized. We're kind of it. And as for myself, um, I know the 2020 season is kind of at a very weird spot right now for all the other wiffle ball entities, but yeah. I definitely hope to be doing some traveling to play this summer. Yeah, you, you and me, you and me both, and Toast, and I'm sure Babs too. Uh, we wanted it that Maccabee was supposed to, and we'll get Maccabee on this show eventually. Uh, Maccabee was supposed to run one on April 25th. He had to push it back. 
Golden Stick has pushed it back to May 17th. Um, MAW postponed until further notice. Uh, Billy Owens hasn't s physically spoken a word or left his house since like uh, early you, January. Billy, Billy ran off with Carol Baskins. And then wow. Wow, 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 wow. Really that is a hot take. That's a hot take. What y'all didn't know is I'm working on the, the sequel to Joe Exotic. It's, it's the Wiffle Ball version, except with Billy. You know, that's in the works 2025. Wow, Wiff Exotic. I like it. I, I cringe at that because if I if I think about Whips as that show, I don't know who I am. Like, I don't know which character I am, but I know it's not good. It's real bad. It's going to be me casted like five times in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> toast just with, a, wear a different outfit. with a different wig on. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. But no, I, I remember uh, I, I, I actually uh, stumbled onto Ben's videos a while back and been keeping up with this big fan of the league, man. Is that, Are y'all still playing on playing this year? Yeah, so, well, well first of all, I got to say, I mean, Toast already knows this, but huge thanks to Toast. Um, he's definitely helped me a lot in uh, getting the name out there and just getting more involved. So, thanks to the man. But to answer the question... Yes, um, uh, our league is, is playing on private property. Um, we're under 50 people. Um, I told there, there have been a couple guys that are like, we don't feel comfortable playing. You know, I have X, Y, and Z in my family with an immune disorder, mm -hmm. but not, you know, that's fine. We totally understand. But then there's also a good chunk of guys that um, they still want to play. So as we're not doing anything as far as we're not doing anything illegal and guys still want to play then i still plan on starting the season as far as people looking for wiffle ball content to watch it as of now it looks like we'll be it for april yeah yeah and the thing is like when you're if you're like bob or one of the cook brothers uh, you can cancel and postpone and know that you've got the swell of players to start up again anytime you want. When you're in one of those non-northeastern states, like a Louisiana or a Georgia or a Utah or even a California, um, it's so much harder to get guys to come and show up repeatedly. There's so much pressure to play and to organize because if you if you stop for even half a season, you might lose everything, you know? so. I, I appreciate that struggle. I was in the middle of working on something with my university at the intramural level and it just completely imploded. I don't know if I'll ever get my shot again, so it's a bummer. Um, but again, there's that pressure there and it's 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 rough. Babs, are you are you kind of planning on coming down? Assuming we finally get to play, are you gonna, are you gonna come down to any of Mox events? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's always in a plan for me to go to tournaments and um, compete you know I'm getting older I'm probably one of the oldest guys now playing competitively um, I know there's how old are you man I'm 44 I'll be 45 this year 44 well uh, I just sorry to cut you off but I know no, where the grapevine is uh, Troop and Smooch from Savvy are coming back I've heard that and I'm pretty sure Troop is like 67 so you're not <laughs> even close to him <laughs> and Lanigan well, Lanigan's gotta be in his 80s no 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 no, no. Lanigan's like 32 he just, I he know I know he might be younger than me <laughs> yeah it might be I'm not sure <laughs> no one knows no one knows guy's been gray since 18 sick Yep. It's a good look. I'd be lying yeah, if I great, said it didn't look, look good on him. 
S and P the way for me. Being forty four or gonna be forty five, um, I can still fucking play. So I'm gonna keep playing. You know, it's this year was the first time that I ever had an opportunity to pitch at a, you know, very uh, or the highest level. I guess you could say. Mm. Back in '05, we had three guys. Um, That's sick. We basically we basically rode one pitcher all the way through who was dominating the whole time. Keith Davis, left-hander, and uh, I can still play and I can still throw and I can still hit a little bit and having that opportunity with Ben was awesome. I would love to get together with Smooch and Troop and put something together. Wow. Uh, to get That'd be to a sick. Tournament. That'd be absolutely uh, sick. Well, back yeah. in the day, back in the day, Troop, I mean, that guy threw smoke, absolute fire back in the day. Uh, and I don't know, Toast, did Smooch ever pitch? He, he didn't pitch, did he? No, no, Smooch never pitched. I mean, he would throw at BP and stuff. Yeah, no, he is, yeah. Yeah, he was mostly there to hit and provide enthusiasm, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Troop Troop literally taught me everything. Mm -hmm. He he cradled me as a little baby piece of bread. Took me under his wing, you know. The guy knows the stuff. He's got two two sons now. uh, They're getting older. They're pretty good athletes. I'm friends with him on Facebook. He's about to play uh, college baseball. There you go. There you go. Uh, you know, the kid may mess a swing up in whiffs, so he said he's a real heady. Oh, heady is hitter, it? So is he it? don't want to mess him up. Oh, yeah, well, once college is over and, you know, unless he goes pro, you know, that's when you that's when you snatch him up. Um, right. And then you get those recruits. Yeah. Um, so l- let, me, let me switch over now here as we approach uh, the tail end of this. Um, I want to talk about something that we've been we've been flirting with this topic, uh, the idea of a like a, a a true players cup, like a players tournament that's run by the players. We don't know if it's going to be happening this year or maybe next year, but there's definitely this idea of we've got all these leagues and these leagues do the championships, uh, and what we need is like an excuse to travel to a sick location and just have everybody who wants to come there. And you know, it's, it's kind of like an invitational thing. Um, and it would ideally be the sort of thing, like we've talked about on the show, it would be the sort of thing where you hope that each league uh, sends a representative team. So let me ask you this, Ben, what would it take if there was something going on in let's say New York or Massachusetts or Connecticut? What would it take, not for you to get there, because I feel like you're gonna probably just show up, but what would it take to get a, a a group of four or five dudes who you play with down there in Louisiana to, to represent your league, come up there and play as a team and represent your league. How, how would we approach doing something like that? Um, honestly, let's go from the, the perspective of culture here. So you're talking about bringing a team of uh, Southern guys who really don't have a lot of ties to the back football community and you want to bring them to the Northeast. Mm-hmm. So... There's a huge thing I hear guys talking about of, and Stein, you mentioned this in an earlier podcast, and I loved it. I think you phrased it perfectly, and it was in reference to trash talking and wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but you said something along the lines of all these guys from the Northeast, all this trash talking that's going on right now, it's like a little kid in kindergarten or first grade that's just pulling a girl's hair, throwing gum at her, trying to get her attention. All these guys are just trying to get somebody to come play them. 
And I think that's a perfect analogy because you got all these guys in the Northeast, big names like Dan Widener, Matty Griff, et cetera, et cetera, some of, these, some of the greatest players to touch a ball, right? Guys down here in Louisiana, they don't have any ties to that. You know, whereas you may, you know, people talk about the quote-unquote super team problem of guys teaming up, you know, I'm taking you, you're taking him, et cetera. There's none of that down here. No one from the Northeast is going to take one of my guys, most likely, unless it's like a Cooper Ruckle and he's throwing like 30 shutout innings or something like that. No, no one from my league is going to catch somebody else's eye because that's the level that they've looked at over the past five years with that cultural shift. The attitude you're going to get from guys down here is going to be they love wiffle ball. They're passionate about it. They got the same fire. The difference is they don't have ties to any team. So when they see, remember the name, when they see the Giants, when they see Sueño, whatever, they're gonna, their attitude is going to be, fuck them, let's go play them, let's kick some ass, and they're tired of hearing the same attitude about how the Northeast has the best players. Mm. They want to go and compete and show that they can beat these same teams. So honestly, I think the draw for getting teams to come up is, gonna set, is honestly going to be bring the competition. And if the competition's there, then you're probably going to have enough passion down here for them to go play, honestly. Wow. That's hot. That's very hot like, stuff. So that, that's my hot take on a smoking barrel. <laughs> that's why That's why I still play. I wanted to do the same thing. Went up there with Savvy from Georgia. Nobody expected us to do anything. They just wanted to laugh at us until we started winning. Yep, same yep. attitude. Next thing you know, guys, playing with Josh Pagano. Speaking of which, uh, new strong side, weak side, going to be posting tomorrow. So keep your eyes open for that one. Um <laughs> Just dropping a little a little teaser right there. Um, so, oh, wow. Is it going to be a Josh Pagano? Be, you think I would disrespect uh, Josh like that? Come on. I was about to say, I don't know what, what the weak side's going to be besides playing with me. Yeah, it's just, that's, just that's like a blank a blank red space. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. have enough kids. That Maybe? That one? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. House isn't big enough? Not rich enough? I yeah, know. yeah. I don't, I don't know. Well, that's great news here and that, that we might get to meet some of these dudes. And uh, I think, you know, the moment that you, especially something, there's something about dudes from the South. You, you saw it when Toast and Savvy came around. You've seen it when some of these Texas wiffle ball league kids have come around. Um, the Northeast dudes just like cling to the dudes from the South. I don't know what it is about them. Uh, Babs, how about you, man? Are, are, are you thinking about if there were to be some sort of player event, do you think you could scrap together some of these dudes, maybe some of the Chico dudes or uh, or someone from your area to come by and throw down? You know, I've been, I, I tried helplessly last year to get the Bamboos to go because we were still playing, you know, competitively, three of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a teammate of mine's son who was, is absolutely ridiculous. Um, he throws hard. Uh, throws nasty stuff and can hit a ton but unfortunately um, he had to leave and go back into the military at that time uh, you know and couldn't get leave so they made the decision that they didn't want to go so I've I've tried there but uh, you know as big as California is you would think that there should be just endless amounts of players. Um, well, there's definitely endless amounts of talent, but we've talked about this before. Uh, Whiffs has spiderwebbed out of Connecticut, and unfortunately, California is just about as far away as you can get from Connecticut, so that spiderweb hasn't quite reached yet. 
Well, not to mention the fact that, you know, I live in the beautiful part of California, mm -hmm. not, not in Cement City, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, but if I want to go down and connect with the DeRoche brothers, I've got to drive three hours south. Mm -hmm. If I want to go to Mox tournament, I've got to either fly or I've got to take a nine or 10 hour drive to get yep. there. Yep. Where, and so that's California. It's, it's a logistic thing. Mm -hmm. um, mainly uh, because you're out of pocket, you know, we're not yep. making thousands and thousands of dollars. So, <laughs> and w when you're living a life with kids and mortgages and well, you're going to learn, you know, <laughs> uh, I got a mortgage now, man. I got a yeah. sick rate on that mortgage. I've been telling yeah. everybody I got, I got locked in at like 3.2%. It's fucking sick. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was sick. Listen, listen, I'm not saying Utah doesn't suck. All I'm saying is that I got a great mortgage rate. That's because Utah sucks. <laughs> and, and carry on. That's the point. The whole point of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Babs, yeah, it's... So it's the roundabout Mormons. Mormons, congratulations <laughs> on your house. Yeah. You buried yourself. <laughs> so, Babs, it sounds kind of like... Um, it might, maybe, maybe Chico, maybe, maybe you connect with the, although I heard a rumor that the DeRoche brothers are done. That's the rumor that I heard. It's unsubstantiated, but I did hear it from someone who speaks to them regularly. So that would be yeah, a huge well, bummer. You know, I, I think that, uh, I think that you're talking about two amazing people, those DeRoche brothers, you know. Oh, they're um, the nicest guys in the world. It's crazy. Great guys, but you know, they're whiff smart too. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's tough for Joel to go out there. Toast, you and I talked about it. It's tough for Joel to go out and do what he did at a young age. I mean, to this day, now granted, I've only faced a handful of guys. Um, but to this day, I still think that Joel DeRoche is the best pitcher I've ever faced. Now, that's, that's for me, mm. you know. Um, and Ryan is probably one of the best hitters I've ever seen. He, he can hit. We played them in Texas, and I was very impressed with his ability to swing the stick. A well, they got, of, they got, did they get two? Did they win twice? I know they won at least once. Yeah, I know they won once, but... Uh, 08, right? Yeah, 07? 07? 08, yeah. Yeah, something like that. But, uh, you know, I think that... Uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely 07, because 08 was the year that yeah. 603 won. Yeah. Those guys were insane too, um, but yeah, I, I think that you know those guys are whiff smart, and if they can sure. figure something out, I think that they still want to play. I hope sure. so, man. They're such good guys. Uh, All right, we're pretty much out of time, but before we go, yeah. final trivia question: That 08-603 championship. Does anybody know who threw the final pitch of that game? I don't know. It's whoever. Uh, it's what's the thing? Hit a walk off, didn't it? Nope. That? No, it, was, it wasn't Hickey. It was not Heim. Was it Heim? It was This was the year before they signed Heim. Hickey started that game and started to break down, so they brought in someone who had not thrown a single pitch in that whole tournament. No idea. Jared Lachance. I don't know. Jared Lachance. There's, there's a name from the past past. I've, I was fortunate enough to play against him one time in uh, 20, I want to say 2013 um, when he was playing with the founders. Um, and I will say this about Jared Lachance. When he's pitching, he always has a face on like he's about to sneeze. 
And I'll never forget that. That's kind of scary. Oh, uh, I like it, then. Another piece yeah, of trivia. Go, um, oh, wait, hold on. Can I, can I use my shut-up sign before we close? I, I sure. forgot. Can I, can I use it? Yeah, 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 here we go. Ready? Well, I just want to say thank you, Stein, for coming on the podcast. I mean, for having me on the podcast, actually. And I want to say, watch SCW. Watch Wiffle Statement. If you're, if you're a Wiffle Ball fan from the Northeast and you want to see some new fast pitch, no base running, traditional fast pitch Wiffle Ball, watch SCW. And I hope to see a lot of those guys, including myself, in some tournaments near you soon. And also hoping to do some work with Babs in the future, some uh, partnership, awesome content, collab, words, other adjectives, but yes. And thanks again to Don for having us on. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to cut the bullshit, and I'm actually going to send Ben a bat, and uh, we've worked together, and I'm going to sponsor what he's doing down there and his efforts. Uh, Look at this. Yeah, partnerships for me. But uh, the guys, Toast and Ed Packer and Robles and Pagano are going to be playing as the Lumberjacks. So um, that's a little sponsorship going on that direction, too. Yep, uh, yep. We're thinking about going red and black flannel. Journey, journey. Wow, yeah, just grow, and just grow, everybody has to grow out a full beard. I love that. Yep, yeah, yeah, there you go. Lumberjacks. And, and before we go again, too, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send my little, my little shout out to one of the the players down there with Ben. Yeah, I know he uh, sent a special call out to me the other day on Snapchat. Uh, a little guy named Riker down there. He uh, he was talking some trash, so I'm ready to see him on the pitch. So hopefully he'll make it up to the Northeast. Hopefully, He's got to now. Hopefully we have a thing in the Northeast to be made up to. Uh, that's get that's that the guy, Get that guy on the anklets too. He looks like he'd be a good anklet rocker. Wow, but, LFG anklets. All right, well, that's more than the time we have tonight. So um, from me to everybody else, um, I'm hoping that our next, our guest next week is going to be who it is. Uh, Toast, I know you're going hard to work on that, and we'll see if we can get them to do it. Uh, and if we can, then I will actually post a poll and see what people want to hear about. But until then, we're out of here.